0: What's going on, Buku Crew? Um, we had a bit of an epiphany after recording this week's true episode. Um, after looking at and listening to the audio we captured, it dawned on me, and certainly dawned on Roxy as well, that a lot of the information that we shared in our recording all tied back into Hurricane Katrina. We recorded, we talked about kind of our freshman year experience in college. And for most of the folks on the pod, we actually realized that our freshman year in college was the year Hurricane Katrina hit. So for many of us, it was a, you know, start of a new journey that who knew would turn into an even bigger piece of our life, you know, looking back on it. So with the recent anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, I think it's been 18 years, I wanted to kind of do a quick recap with the crew um, and just talk about Hurricane Katrina in its own right and own regard. So right with me, I got Roxy and T Green with me in the building. Uh, Jeff and Keenan are gonna throw some feedback in as well. We'll kind of intertwine it throughout the episode. We want to kind of give you a, a behind the scenes look at what we talk about. I know we spend a lot of time laughing and joking, but we, we do want to also bring you behind the scenes and show you real life. We want to talk about our experiences and what we learn, and of course, share some stories. So I will pitch it to you first, Roxy. When we think about Hurricane Katrina, In what ways did the storm change your life?
1: Well, I think out of the whole crew, I was the only one that was here. Um, I was in New Orleans. T was in Jackson. You and the guys, y'all were in Baton Rouge, but I was here. Um, So it was, it was, it's hard to explain. Like one minute I'm in my first week of official classes. Then it's like, I was preparing to go to um, the St. All 3-5 game for the first time as- Boo! <laughs> Boo on St. Oc, don't play with that. Boo both of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hater. Um, but was preparing to go to that game for the first time as like, you know, a 35 alum, a college student, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden the city started shutting down. And then- um, it was, okay, everybody get out. And I remember that Saturday, just kind of like watching the news and we weren't going to leave. We weren't going to leave at first. And it was my brother who told my mama, like, we we have to get out of here. And so we ended up leaving pretty early that next morning. Got caught by rain. Um, and then, yeah, it was like, a couple of days later, I realized that, like nothing, nothing would be as it was when I left it. Everything was gonna be different. Like just seeing the news and being like, home is gone. like it's gone,
0: yeah, it's a it's a reality check and a reality pill that a lot of people actually had to swallow just recognizing that what, what we knew for all of our you know young adult lives and lives at that point was, was home. And then to see on the TV that home ain't gonna be what it used to be anymore. So T, I know you were, uh, you know, a few, at least a state away in Jackson, but when you think about Katrina as a whole, like, how did that really change your life?
2: Like Roxy mentioned, it just, um, it, <laughs> It was just surreal. You know, cause I had a mixed I had mixed emotions because one I wasn't down there, but I had all the rest of my family there. So it's like I'm trying to focus on that. At the meantime, I'm in band trying to focus on the like the very beginnings of that, like being part of this um just huge established uh, marching band, you know, wherever now marching band and It was just, I just had so many conflicting, um, and there was also a lot of uh, conflicting news and everything. Did it flood, did it not flood? Did this area flood, or did it not flood? So it was, everything was just up in the air, and it was like a man, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't know. It was almost like I was just, yeah, it was like an out-of-body experience, Um, and, just didn't know, just didn't know what was happening. So, I mean, that it was just an ongoing, uneasy feeling that it was like, because if you heard, yeah, for sure, this has happened, this happened, then it's like, okay, you could properly grieve or you could properly go through those motions. But until then, it's like, you still have hope and then you don't. And then, you you know, so it's just like, it was back and forth.
0: Yeah, and like you kind of mentioned the back and forthness. And I think that was kind of one of the things I picked up on, like how it changed my life. None of us have a crystal ball, you know, and you, you don't know what's to promised today or tomorrow or in the next moment. And the idea that I had just left home and then a few days later or a week or so later, you know, you are frantically like making phone calls and things like that, just trying to understand where your people at, how people doing, whoop de whoop. And it's just one of like, it's, it's that gut check. It's the, oh, well, everything you knew comfortable consistent like you said, the St. All 3-5 game. We were going to head down from Baton Rouge to catch the game. And I think in a kind of a silly way, some of the reality set in. We was like, oh, they canceled a football game? It's like, really? They're going to cancel a football game? Like, I mean, all right, maybe this is a little something serious. And then you, you know, you look at the aftermath and kind of how the events progressed. You realize that, yo, um, things will never be the same. Um, Big picture from a a life-changing standpoint, um, I think my personal takeaway was I became a lot less materialistic.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And
0: I never really was like super materialistic to begin with. But of course, like most people, I love things, collecting things, keeping things. Um, But just realizing, you know, in the aftermath, you know, all the things I went back home to find in a completely different room that I left them in. You know, finding things that weren't supposed to be there. It's like, yeah, this is... And, and realizing that most of this, if not all of it, was like unsalvageable. But the reality was that, hey, things can be replaced. People can't.
2: Mm-hmm. And I know
0: for a lot of people um, who maybe did not take heed to the warnings and did not act fast enough, they unfortunately did not make it. And yeah. that's kind of what I wanted to get into the second topic. Because wait, 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 wait
2: before you go to the second uh, topic yeah. the, uh, another major thing that um, changed uh, that changed for me was you were always hear about like tsunamis in Japan or this hurricane hit this place or this hit this or that did that oh they had a flood or tsunami you know what I'm saying it's like mm-hmm. I didn't think twice about it you know what I'm saying not that I didn't care but it's just like it just wasn't happening to me so it's not like oh it's not happening to me so I don't care not like that But in a sense of, I just didn't think about it. Now, since we went through, you know, Katrina, every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, man, these people probably going through it. You know what I'm saying? Like the people in Hawaii, it just stays in the back of my head. Like, man, all that devastation, everybody that got to start over, man, they probably going to, you know, you can just, uh, what is it called, empathize with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since you went through it? Yeah. It's just like that changed for sure for me. You know, what I'm saying? like I said, it's not that I was insensitive to it. It's just that I didn't know it. So I didn't feel any type of way. Like, I didn't know how to feel about hearing about, oh, there's an earthquake over here. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, this and that, you know, even 9-11, it's like, oh, man, it was so much like we were younger. So it was so much surrounding that that to where I, I did feel some type of way. But actually going through a devastation like that is completely yeah. different.
0: Yeah. no and and i think that's actually a really good point you bring up because it does still segue into kind of the second piece of, of the conversation
3: so in what ways did hurricane katrina change my life um the honest question should be in what ways did hurricane katrina not change my life um it changed everything, and I wasn't even here. wasn't even in New Orleans at the time. Of course, I was in Baton Rouge. was at school. was at LSU. was getting ready for freshman year, first semester. Thinking everything is going great, everything's going good. had no complaints, had no issues, had nothing going on. And then Katrina happened, and it was just like, okay, things have changed. Things have changed. Things have changed. Uh, luckily, my family was able to get out. And uh, even though it was difficult to get in contact with them, was able to get in contact with them and they were all good and straight and everything. But um, outside of that, once Katrina hit in the aftermath, uh, it was a little good for my family, in a sense, because my mom was able to move to Houston and just continue to work. uh I think she didn't take a job in Houston my senior year because she would have been missing my senior year. So she decided to just stay in New Orleans with me. And so when Katrina hit and she went to Houston, I believe that, you know, she just said, hey, I'm here now. Is it still there? And they gave it to her. So that it turned out great in that aspect and in, in many other aspects. But uh, for me, my uh, the girl I was eventually married, um... She came to LSU for a while and you know it was we were just getting back together after a long breakup and so it was just weird in a sense just trying to get adjusted and then she decided to move back to New Orleans. Uh one the uh, the first time she was able to, and that just caused all kind of issues and problems. Not to say let me not say issues and problems. It just caused a lot of a lot of negative things. I'm just going to say a lot of negative things. And so um, it got me to a point where I'm working two jobs to make money to basically come to New Orleans to bring her everywhere. She needed to go and turn because she didn't have a car. So she needed to work. And I'm bringing her to work every day or every weekend because that's when she can only work. And I'm literally driving back and forth between Baton Rouge and New Orleans almost every weekend. Um, It just was a lot. And it hindered me school-wise, and that's why we make fun of the fact that, hey, I ended my second semester with a .5 GPA and almost got kicked out. So, yeah. Uh, That's why I say, in what ways did Hurricane Katrina not affect me might have been a shorter list than how it did affect me. So, but, you know, it is what it is.
4: Yeah, I mean, how did Katrina change my life? I mean, I don't really know, to be honest. Because, like, my family was safe, and they had already evacuated, so I didn't have to worry about them. I mean, I guess I did lose a bunch of stuff, but those are just, like, material things, things that I probably wouldn't even care as much about now. Like, I lost my my basketball jersey from high school. I lost, like, this poster board that my mom made that I thought was really nice when I graduated. My parents lost a ton of stuff because we live in a two-story house and all this stuff was on the first floor and all my stuff was, all my and my sister's stuff was on the second floor and then it's my first year in college so I probably overpacked all the stuff. So I, I was like, that's that and then, you know, like, I feel like school-wise, it didn't really affect me too, too much. Um, I mean, it probably more so shaped Just like I already didn't have that mentality because we had evacuated a couple times before, I hadn't really inherited that like New Orleanian mentality of just like, yo, like we sticking here through this hurricane. I think that probably reinforced it for me because you just you you just never know. Um, I think that also probably like for me kind of solidified how I feel about the city, and I think I was probably always gonna be proud of where I came from, but. I think I'm, like, extra, like, proud to say that I'm from New Orleans these days just because, like, ain't too many of us outside of New Orleans, I feel like. And then people honestly keep trying to write us off. Like, I remember going to Do house years later, like 2011, 2012, and dude said, when are they going to stop rebuilding New Orleans? He said, it like, it was a serious question. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yo, what the fuck kind of question is that? And you know in real life you gotta be a little more hospitable because I was in that man home but like yeah like I get tired of people asking me about oh was your family in the Katrina you don't get too much of that now but but like all up until maybe 2016 I was still getting this so like 11 years later I was still getting it but you know I think it, it's faded in people's memory at this point um, it did give us that great moment where Kanye West said <laughs> that George Bush didn't care about black people um, man it's like wild to, to think about seeing that and that being like maybe one of the first viral moments because I, I think I, we didn't see it on TV I think we saw the video online and I think like YouTube had just came out so we might have seen it there and you, you look at that video and you hear the stuff that he say and then you watch that man kiss up to Trump And you just like, bruh, this man, like, I don't know what's going on in that man's head, but I mean, clearly people change over time, but, but this ain't the person, this ain't the person, right? But anyway.
0: To your point, we we've grown up the millennials that we know. In our little age range and demographic, we've seen our fair share of life events. Um, you talk about 9/11. You talk about even just like the the tsunamis and the the just. I mean, just life happening all around the world. And call it naive, call it ignorant, call it you know unbothered. We see those things happening, you know, on the other side of the world, even in different states. And we very rarely think twice about it. And T, to your point, now that we've lived through our own kind of experience, there is a sense of empathy when you see people going through those things, like they're having to rebuild and restart their lives. And some people, this is a yearly thing where it's like almost every year their area is impacted by some kind of natural disaster and they're having to restart. I mean, again, we grew up in New Orleans. I know you all may have done it. I know we certainly did it. You. You know it's hurricane season, so you're watching the weather, and there's oh, there's a there's a there's a storm threat, and you're like okay, so you pack up, you relocate, or you do that, you hunker down, and then there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Did you actually think Katrina would actually hit? And if you thought it would hit, did it do the damage you thought it could do? So T, I'll start with you on that one.
2: Yeah, I thought Katrina would hit, but now, like uh, looking back on it, it's it's kind of like I thought it would be kind of like Ida. Mm. Like, I stayed in New Orleans for Ida, so we had like horrible fence damage and roof damage. And I mean, it was, I ain't gonna lie, it was scary. Like, you hit a wind <laughs> and all the rain, and like, it really was, you know? Uh, I, So, yeah, I thought it would be like that, but I mean, nobody could have ever expected for the city to be flooded. You know what I'm saying? You just don't, I mean, nobody i mean yeah like downtown certain police like canal street it's like oh they might have had to close businesses repair windows and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but i don't think ever thought you know of course nobody thought that you know because it wasn't supposed to flood even if the, the hurricane hit the city it probably would have been like either right. maybe you know what i'm saying so we wouldn't have had that so yeah yeah i i thought it was definitely going to hit But I thought it was going to have the impact of, you know what I'm saying, just kind of like the fences down, you know, shingles off the roof, you know, things like that.
0: And so, Roxanne, I know you were like, again, you mentioned you were actually there and so still living in New Orleans, very much so getting ready for your freshman semester of college. Um, And then hearing kind of the, you know, the the age old, hey, there's a storm coming. There's a storm in the Gulf. There's always a storm in the Gulf. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, what's new? That's just like saying, you know, Popeye ain't never got no biscuits or no hot chicken. It's like, all right, it's consistent. We know it's coming. But being there actually through it all, did you think the storm would actually hit? And then kind of, did you anticipate the damage it actually would do?
1: I, just the way they were talking about it, I was like, okay, it's going to hit. Like, you know. But I did not think it was gonna be that bad. When I started to get really concerned was when I started seeing the projections of what the statue in where is it? The one why am I having a brain fart? The <laughs> one in the in the quarters, you know. So the Jackson Square one? Yes. Okay. When they started giving like projections of where the waterline would be on that statue.
0: Oh, I didn't see that
1: yeah that was when i was like i am i'm starting to get scared like i'm scared yeah i didn't i i don't know if you know i think i was just holding optimism that like the city would not flood like that um but then you know because we ended up displaced in um in vicksburg mississippi Mm -hmm. we were at a shelter at a church and so I just remember everybody who was there just be like surrounding a TV. And then they finally showed like aerial footage of the city. And it was like, it was quiet at first. And then you could hear people start to sniffle. And then you heard the full blown -blown cries. And then I just remember Like looking at my mom and being like, we don't have a home anymore. Like it's gone, like home is gone. So that was really tough. And then like when people were slowly able to make it back into the city and people were just like, it smells like death. Like it smells like death. Um, So yeah, that all of that was, that was tough.
0: Yeah, um, I, th- I think y'all both kind of hit the nail on the head with that one. And again, you know, just living there all our lives, hearing the stories about Betsy and kind of what it did. The 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 presumption was that, you know, that was what, 40 years removed. Um, approximately 40 years removed. So we figured, okay, well, the infrastructure has changed, technology has improved. We should be able to, you know, better safeguard the city from an event like this certainly from a storm surge and kind of water retention standpoint. And then seeing that, no, we did not do very well with our advances in modern technology. Yeah. It was like, Oh, okay. So my, my mom's house, um, in our neighborhood right behind, right in Diller's backyard, pretty much. I think we had 13 feet of water in our neighborhood and just getting to the house and realizing that, okay, if you, the house is on, on pillar, so it's not completely on the ground. But even with that 13 feet, um, it still covered all the first floor of the house. So everything that I had and everything that I pretty much was accustomed to and used to was on the first floor. Um, So recognizing that everything in my room that wasn't on top of a bookshelf high enough was gone. And just, you know, again, and we were very fortunate enough to have a place to land. So my sister was living in Houston at the time, so most of my immediate family and extended family all came to Texas, and most of them ain't never left. Um, but having a place to evacuate to, I think was something that was also a blessing in disguise, um, just because no one could really anticipate what the storm would do, and then certainly looking at the aftermath, recognizing that, oh, th- this this wasn't nothing to play with.
4: Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I remember freshman year in college, we was planning to go down to like a jamboree or something, like like a St. August football game or something like that. And I remember we had plans. We was going to drive down that weekend. I think we had already been through the first week of school or something like that. And I remember calling my parents and telling them because my dad dropped me off at college. I remember him telling me, you know, it'd be nice to know if you are gonna leave the city or the state or something like that. And I remember calling them and my mom being like, you coming over here? You don't know this hurricane coming? And I was just like, a hurricane coming? I ain't hear about this. I mean, look, I'm 18. I don't watch the news. I don't pay attention to the weather. I'm 36 now. I still don't really pay attention to the weather like that. And so then I remember bringing it up and I think maybe somebody else brought it up too. And we started watching the news and we ended up deciding not to go. I think we might have heard that they was gonna have an evacuation or whatever, whatever. And then I think they canceled school for, for the for the for week when the hurricane was coming. And man, like I think nothing was nothing was more shocking than when they showed a picture of Six Flags. And I think this is cause we spent so much time that summer just kinda like hanging out, working at Six Flags and seeing that the water was up to the sign. This sign more like 12, 15, 20 feet in the air. And it's down the street from, from my house. Like five minutes, 10 minutes max. And I'm just like, yo, it never floods out here. My entire life, it has never flooded out there. This is wild. And I think that's when it started to hit me a little bit about how like serious it was.
3: So did I think that Katrina really was going to hit? What is crazy is the weekend before Hurricane Katrina hit, me and me, um, we, we, Glenn, friends we were talking about coming back to New Orleans for the, I believe it was the 35 St. All game um, we were sitting there talking about it and I remember calling my mom saying, hey yeah, we might be coming down for that and she was just like, why? And she was like, you ain't been paying attention, they got a hurricane coming Did not even know it was coming, did not even know it was happening, had not been paying attention to the news. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, since it's coming and it seems like y'all going to be leaving, you know, we're not going to come because it's probably going to get canceled. Wasn't thinking twice about it. Was thinking like any other hurricane that had been happening in the previous however many years that I had been knowledgeable of hurricanes that, you know, they would come so close to coming, but then would not come. I think the worst we ever got hit with was a tropical storm that I can remember in my lifetime, in a sense, and so I didn't think it was gonna hit. Thought it was gonna be one of those other ones that would just drift away like normal. And sure enough, completely wrong on this one. And um, when it hit, it just was like, okay, you know, it's a it, the hurricane hit, no problem. Let's just see what the damages are gonna be and then move on from there. But once you started seeing the news and how much damage it had done it was it was just it was crazy I couldn't believe it it was um it just it just was unbelievable when you were seeing it because it was just like things are gone this is not you know you know it's not normal so maybe I'll answer that in the next one but yeah I, I did not think it was gonna hit
0: And that's actually kind of and you kind of mentioned it for the third piece i was going to talk about when it became real
2: mm-hmm.
0: to your point i remember sitting i think we were in jeff's dorm room watching tv and what it was and again so me jeff and keenan and roxy all worked at six flags a lot of our friends worked at six Flags. so six Flags, like that was like our jackson uh, square statue we know that's a landmark in the city and they had an area shot of six flags some bitches on the water and we thinking like yo we worked here we operated these rides we know how tall things are based upon just physically being with them all through the summer and even the year prior and just seeing the aerial footage of areas that we know were solid concrete where buildings were you can't see them because they're in the water it's like oh okay that's a lot of water and then I think the second piece that hit me that this was something that was real was um, LSU opened its doors to to evacuees. makes makes sense. It's state school, it's a you know 80 mile drive, something like that. So we opened our doors and of our facilities to host um, evacuees. Um I encourage a lot of my friends to go volunteer. For a lot of us who are from the area from the city, I was like, hey, we can go spend you know a few hours here and there. So I was volunteering kind of around the clock just because that's something that that brings me joy and I was seeing people who, were, who had been bused in or even who had, who had driven in, um, in the PMAC and then kind of like our, you know, kind of our, most of our athletic buildings who were there, you know, on the cots and all that and handing out, you know, warm clothing and socks. And it didn't hit me that these were New Orleanians until I saw someone who I went to high school with. And just seeing like the look of, I won't call it disappointment. It was like this hopelessness. On his face someone who i had seen on the football team very popular I'm um, just looked completely hopeless not knowing what he had been through to even get to baton rouge and just seeing him and he was like man you was in the band and i was like yeah so it's it's just that you you very rarely can put a face to some of these natural disasters and so for me that wake up call that said katrina was real was that seeing this person that I knew who in that moment I could just tell his family, his way of life, his his high school career, all that was no no pun intended, washed away.
1: Yeah. Ooh,
0: it's heavy. We got to find some jokes or something. But uh <laughs> but, T, <laughs> but T when did you so I guess for you, what was that kind of that reality check saying, you know what, this is this is something that's real. You know, again, it's it's not something you see on TV. It's not something that is you know thousands of miles away like what was that kind of wake up call hit you that oh no this is real life
2: this is my real life now when i had to uh swim to the second floor of my house mm-hmm. don't get no real in mm-hmm. there
0: all right to- but yeah,
2: yeah i wasn't that. um yeah it hit me when i went uh was in memphis at the time well it hit me when i when i'm like i realized oh this band stuff isn't top priority you know what i'm saying like like that's the only reason i went to jackson i mean for the most part yeah and and it's like uh it's like it just instantly became like all the selfishness went away like you know what i'm saying as far as oh i'm starting college and all this kind of stuff not to say selfishness but all the optimism about college is left mm. i was just like kind of drained of it i'm like man forget college right now i want to know you know what i'm saying because i got to constantly talk to my people you're trying to live your college life and do all this stuff but it's like not, you can't do that in the back of your mind you always think about your people you think about what you had to come back to and all that kind of stuff so i mean it hit me when like you said the um we didn't know and we had gotten excited when they said oh it didn't hit the east Mm. you know what i'm saying like like it was like news came out then it was like oh hold on we're getting reports like maybe an hour later they actually showed it you know what i'm saying because they started showing I, i forgot what they were showing but it didn't look like uh water had hit whatever whatever part of town it was at so we were hopeful or whatever we was like cheering and everything then they say you know the helicopter went over like the east like you said maybe six flags and and all that kind of stuff and it's like oh man like pretty much there's no way you know what i'm saying there's no way way the house survive and walking it and when we finally was able to uh get to the house man talk about like pretty much everything's just black and white mm-hmm. like everything is just what it's called the void of color mm-hmm. it was crazy and then, and then no joke I don't know if y'all y'all had this too when y'all when you open up like the photo book or whatever with the Polaroid photos they literally had borders around them like mm-hmm. from the water yeah. it, but it was Mardi Gras colored borders Hmm. yeah like like legit i'm looking through each it it was almost like decorative kind of that's how much like it like it had gotten molded and i guess just discolored and all that kind of stuff it was crazy but anyway um and you see the cars that were in the driveway they shifted so they were sideways in the driveway yeah it was crazy it was crazy i mean you walking through the you know, the mud and stuff. Like, they had this thing on on Tremaine. Like, I just started watching it, so I'm like, oh, they kind of depicted that well with them walking through and the sound of the, like, mud and slush and stuff. Mm. Yeah, because I ain't never watched it. I just started it maybe like a month ago. <sighs> yeah, that's when it really hit me, I guess. I don't know. It still hasn't really just hit me. I mean, it hit me, but you know what I'm saying? It's like...
3: I don't know, it seems like something that's forever, you just constantly going through. So when it comes to this one, it's like, oh, when did I realize that Katrina was real? Was once you started seeing the news and you were seeing all of the flooding going on in couldn't get in contact with family members when, like I said, you would think a family member was just going somewhere close or going to just, you know, evacuate somewhere not too far away. It's like once you, you saw that, you know, people were evacuating, it's like, yeah, they're evacuating and they're not going back or they can't go back. Or then when they started showing the images of people that were still there in the city, um, we had an uncle that stayed and he was out there for don't know how many days without food and water he just so happens to be living in the fifth war so that area didn't get flooded but of course he was out of water and didn't have food after a while so it's like and you know no power and it's in the heat of August so you know no telling how long he could have survived out there so it's like we have one family member that we know of that's out there while everybody else is safe but you know they're Spread thin, you know. My mom is helping my side of the, or my in, in immediate family. Let's just say my brothers, and, you know, their girlfriends, wives, the, you know, my niece and nephew. She's and my grandmother. She's taking care of all of them, basically. You know, they're all traveling together, and she's stretched out because she's trying to help take care of everybody. And you know, I'm trying to get in touch with my dad. He's elsewhere with his mom, and you know, just it just was. Crazy not knowing <clears throat> when you were going to get in contact with people and when you were going to hear from people. It was just great that everyone that was close had gotten out, but, you know, not knowing about friends and other, you know, just knowing about other friends and other family, it just was a, those were the moments when you knew it was real. Um, I know we, we like to joke about it, uh, talk about when Phlegm came in and it was like bodies were floating in the water. He, and so he was just, being phlegm but it was just like nah this is real like he's joking about it but it actually was real and it was crazy to hear about it, it was crazy to see and then when they kept talking about going into houses and having to put the x on the x's on the houses, when it was like okay yeah it was real especially going back down not too long afterwards and trying to see if you could salvage whatever it is that was left in our house that's that, that let you know or that let me know really that it was real I mean it was before then when you kept seeing the images of the people at the Superdome and everything like that but going down there and really seeing it let it know like yeah that all of it all that it showed all the flooding everything yeah it really happened
4: so yeah I mean I talked about it just now but like when I saw the water on the sign. I was like, yo, this is kind of real. And then I don't think it really even hit when I was seeing people on the roofs. I remember when people was like, they just flying by and they're not helping them. And me being like, yo, that's like, that's fucked up, man. Because like, you can help somebody, right? Like, we're not here for your enjoyment kind of thing. And then we also had a friend in college who like, she couldn't get in touch with her, her mom. And her mom had a had a baby with her and the last thing she's the last time she was able to get in touch with her, she said her mom said that like the water was coming up the stairs. And I think that's when it like like it hit home with the sign and then it hit like real close to the home after that because you just you don't know and you don't like I had never been in that situation before where one is not me and she hadn't obviously never been in that situation before neither, but like what do you say to someone when that's the last thing that they heard, and it's it's real. It's tough, yo. It's rough. Um, that's when I think it hit extra hard. And then you know, kind of like in 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 a in movie style, the roommate I had at the time. I mean, we miss him on the podcast all the time, but I won't miss him now, But the roommate I had at the time, he walked in and said, "Jeff, they said they got dead bodies floating in the water," and it was like given our kind of humor like the situation is not funny but given our kind of humor when he said it it was funny but then everyone who was in the room because it was a bunch of us was in our room was just quiet and then she just like burst out crying and he had no idea why she was crying because he wasn't in there when she had talked about like getting a call or whatever so man that was that was a wild and crazy time man
0: The city as we knew it will never be the same Mm -hmm. Um, and i know you all still live there so i'm sure you can attest to just the differences and, and how just the city is is forever changed by this um i know they have these these tours through the areas that have still relatively been untouched i know that there there may still be properties to this day that people just never came back to for you know, for probably for health and safety reasons or just because they were like, I don't want to go back. And I think that's something else I was gonna bring up. You try to find a silver lining in every cloud, right? Sometimes harder than others. For this one in particular, there were people who had never left New Orleans, never wanted to leave New Orleans, probably hadn't traveled anywhere outside of the city limits, maybe maybe as far as Baton Rouge, possibly, maybe Lake Charles, something like that. Um, but what this storm did for a lot of people, unfortunately, was get them out their comfort zone and it, it forced them to relocate to places they had never been before. I know a lot of people went up north. Some people went west. Of course, people may have gone to the east a little bit, but pretty much north and west were kind of people's landing spots. And for a large majority of people, once they realized that there were services and opportunities that the city we had never seen before And that our city would never probably see again from an employment standpoint, and even just kind of like the education systems, things like that. People said they're not going back. Mm -hmm. You know, be clear: New Orleans will always be your home, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to live here to enjoy it. Right. And then my therapist also told me kind of around that same time, because of course, like most people, went to counseling because trying to trying to process that grief and that 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 fear of what's next. And she made it clear to me that you know, home is more of a feeling than a physical location. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, take a step back, think about the family members that you, that, that were able to get out. They didn't have to cut through, cut through their ceilings and roofs with, with hatchets, or people who weren't rescued by boat. You know, your, your family, for the most part, still intact, still in good health. You know, that's where your home is. It's the people, not the place necessarily. And hard pill to swallow, like T, like you said, still kind of feel iffy about it, but just trying to really be cognizant and aware of this could all go any second. So while you can tell people you love them, take those pictures, take that trip, record that video, post that podcast, whatever it is, take that time to just enjoy people while you have them because we in the hurricane season now. We just seen Florida got hit and i think that particular storm is spinning a block like we've seen that before on the east coast where the, the storm hits and then goes back in the gulf and goes, um, goes to the goes to the atlantic picks up speed comes back that's around the yeah exactly. that's what
1: rita did so, yeah that was crazy two storms back to
0: so, back well we know we bad. know florida on that bullshit. so i'm sorry floridians still love y'all but y'all know you're on that bullshit. Mm-hmm. um but again just felt it would be somewhat appropriate to at least recognize that for the buku stories crew certainly for the ones of us who were in the city and who were from new orleans um how much that storm really did change our lives thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of buku stories tune in every thursday morning for new episodes and check out our tiktok and instagram pages at buku stories for Lang content Buku Stories is available on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music,
2: and everywhere else you get your podcasts from.